Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to Legally Sound Smart Business. This is Nasser Pasha. And this is Matt Staub. And this is our podcast where we cover business in the news with our legal twists and also answer some of your business legal questions that you, the audience and listener, can submit to our podcast and we can answer it. By the way, are listeners audiences too? Or does an audience have to be in a studio? I would think audiences, any, anyone who's any of the five senses. So listening... <laughs> Visually smelling. So if they just smell us, they could be an audience. Yeah. Audience is the umbrella and then you have everything underneath. According to Merriam Webster, a group of people who gather together to listen to something. Well, I'm sure a lot of people have podcast parties where they gather together and listen to our podcast. So I guess that counts. Yeah, it's pretty popular with ours. I know that. I get those comments all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, to all the audience out there, submit your business legal questions to ask at LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com. And that's our show. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we look up the definition of one word every week and we uh, <laughs> tell the people what it is. So that's it. No, but let's get it. <laughs> word of the day. Audience. Repeat audience. after me. Audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into the story that we have for today. And this one deals with Walmart. So by the time this episode comes out, it'll be a week past. But it has to do with Easter Sunday on this Walmart in Maine. So this Walmart in Auburn, Maine was closed on Easter Sunday. And apparently that's once you hit a certain size, the laws in Maine are that you have to be closed. So, But the thing is, they posted a sign on their store saying that they're going to be closed so that their employees could enjoy the Easter Sunday with their families. Now, the only problem is... They were closed, yes, but the problem is that some of the employees were working. Now, there was a question of whether these people came in voluntarily or whether they were required to come in or kind of maybe in the middle, they and they weren't required to come in. It's kind of like when your wife tells you to do something, you might not necessarily be required <laughs> to do it, but you know if you don't, then it's going to be pretty difficult for you down the road. So maybe a situation like that. So... Uh, <laughs> Well, I I think it's weird that they said that they let them off to be with their families when the only reason they did that was because it's a state law. I mean, I don't think they did that in any other state that I, well, at least any other state that doesn't require it to be closed. Right. And I I didn't even know that was the case. You know, in California, that's not how the laws are. But I guess in Maine, maybe that's the case. And I've actually been to Maine before. I don't know if I've been to Auburn, Maine. I can't remember actually any of the cities I've been to. It was was a long time ago, but it's pretty spread out in terms of the cities and the population. So maybe that's the case on why this is. But getting back into the actual story here, (laughs) I kind of see a problem with putting something on your store saying our employees are enjoying their time with their families on Easter Sunday but also having people inside, their employees inside working, whether they want to be there voluntarily or not. Yeah, that's true. That's even more ironic that they're on one hand saying they did this because of the families, yet they're required to. And at the same time, there are people working in there. But I can see people wanting to work. I think they only got regular pay, though. But every holiday, people want as many hours as possible, especially when you're paying minimum wage or a low-wage job. You're trying to get as many hours as you can. And if you have the option to work, even if it's the same regular pay, then why not? And Easter Sunday is not celebrated by all necessarily and may not necessarily require to be at home the entire time. So it's, I think 
I think there was only like 20 employees. I don't know how many employees are at any given time are working inside. But the store was closed though, right? They were just maybe doing inventory or something? Yeah, it was more probably just moving around the inventory, getting the shelves stocked. But yeah, it's, <laughs> the strange thing too, they didn't even get time and a half pay. Typically on a holiday, you would get time and a half pay, but I guess <laughs> that's not the case, especially if they came in voluntarily. So it's almost like this Walmart is taking advantage of the people that wanted to volunteer and come in. Obviously, if they didn't volunteer to come in and they were forced to, then it's, especially under main law, it's going to be a problem. But I guess if this is what you want to do, then yeah, it's you can do it, but it's, it's not going to be that fun. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, I bet you it wasn't a normal day of work. It almost reminds me of like a school day where maybe a substitute comes in and everything's kind of different that day. And I don't know, it makes it more fun, I guess. All right, so let's get into our question of the day. Yes. I gave a small ownership interest to a friend. Now he refuses to do any voting in which a shareholder vote is required. I have the majority, so do I need to worry about him? And this comes from a car shop in Houston. Hmm, that's interesting. So you basically, you have someone that's part of your business that doesn't want to do anything. I mean, by the way, it's not like voting in your local election where you have to drive somewhere and make sure you're registered to vote. I mean, this is a very informal process when it comes to, especially in your case, when you have two shareholders, one being a majority and one a minority. But uh, I think the answer is pretty straightforward. Well, maybe not, because you say you have a majority. It depends how much a majority you have, because in any vote, there's a quorum required. And usually in your bylaws that hopefully was set up by an attorney, usually the quorum is for a majority of the shareholders to be present. And so assuming you gave all the notices that are required for any kind of shareholder vote, since you own the majority, then in theory, yeah, you don't have to have them vote to actually conduct the vote itself. But the question is, what if the quorum is more than just a majority? What if it's two thirds and that person has, I don't know, 40% of your business? Right. Or, or even worse, what if it's unanimous uh, and they have to have 100% of the shareholders? And then you're actually going to run into some trouble. I, I mean, based on how this question's worded, I can't see the the friend having a a big piece. I would expect probably 5% at the most, I would think. But I guess I would also question why you even gave this friend ownership interest in the first place. Hopefully they gave you some money or something. I don't I don't know why else you would just go on the street and start handing out equity in your company to people. And another thing is maybe it's time to get this person out of your business and if you can arrange a buyback of his shares or maybe there's already a provision in there that allows you the option to buy back the shares if the shareholder is not being cooperative and so forth. But that's an option. To me, I think there's a bigger problem. Like you mentioned, what if it's unanimous or what if three-fourths is a quorum and they have 26%, right? Then it's pretty much the same thing if you have a deadlock between a 50-50 partner. The only way to resolve it without the parties themselves agreeing to it is going into litigation. And sometimes with a small business, that's not going to make sense because the cost of litigation is prohibitive. So a lot of times these businesses just kind of go defunct and just dissolve. A lot of times, sometimes that happens where you may have a dying business, but then someone wants to acquire it. And for whatever reason, some shareholders are trying to block it. And because for whatever reason, it may not be worth to litigate it. And uh, then the business just dies. 
unfortunately. Do you think he needs to be worried about the hostile minority shareholder? Every minority shareholder has certain minority rights, so to speak. But the more important ones are making sure that they're given adequate notice to vote. And it usually has to do with voting, frankly, when it comes to minority rights and basically not doing certain things with the assets without properly going through the procedures. And it's more procedural, but if that shareholder is not participating, it's similar to, look, a lot of own stock, and we don't necessarily show up to the shareholders meeting and put our votes in. Now, are we going to, because we're not participating in that, are we going to hold up a public company to that? No. Same thing as if you have this uh, small business for which a small ownership is given to a minority shareholder, there's only so much that that person can do to throw a wrench in the wheel or quit your business. I think the takeaway here is just if you want to question anything, it might be the decision making to give this person a small interest. But maybe we don't know all the facts. So maybe they, at the time, it seemed it made sense and things had changed or what have you. But that's your answer. Yeah. Well, this person did mention that I gave a small ownership interest to a friend. And it wasn't like someone, a person loaned me money or a friend that loaned me money or a friend that invested or a friend that contributed to my business. It just seems like a friend. So maybe you're right. Maybe there's something there that should not have been given. I don't know. Yeah. And you raise a good point. Why make friends in the first place when you you could just be by yourself? So (laughs) That's exactly my point. It's amazing how you can just translate what I'm saying so clearly. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's it for this episode. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Again, this is Legally Sound Smart Business. Have a good day. And keep it sound and keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.